welcome to Startup Stories by World Startup in The Hague Tech. Co-Create Future Cities is a series of exclusive online events to help you take the next step towards a more sustainable, equitable and resilient city. My name is Pelle and in this series I will introduce you to startups who work with great passion in shaping our future cities. In this session, I'd like to introduce you to Peter Hamm. He's co-founder of Finch Floating Homes. Peter, welcome. Great to have you here. Nice to meet you. you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Thank you. Peter, um, can, you tell, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? What's your background? Where, where were you raised? Uh, yeah, I'm born here in the, in the Netherlands, in a small town called Nieuwkoop. And um, yeah, I did my studies in uh, in Delft at the University of uh, Technical University of Delft, starting with a uh, bachelor's in architecture, and then I did a kind of bridging program towards uh, the civil engineering uh, side. So I did a building engineering uh, masters, and um, yeah, so that's a bit my background. What is the problem then? Can you explain it to us? Well, what you see there, uh, you see it in Manila, you see it in Jakarta, you see it in a lot of uh, Southeast Asian cities, is that they're, uh, they are sinking. And uh, yeah, that's because of the, the ground subsidence. And they're sinking because they are, are extracting a lot of groundwater from, uh, from the ground yeah, to use that for, uh, for drinking water and showering, etc. Mm -hmm. And thereby the entire land is, uh, is sinking. And uh, yeah, in that area, it's up to 10 centimeters per year. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely, uh, extremely fast. And uh, yeah, and, and a lot of cities have the have same, uh, same problems. And because of the sinking of the land and of course the rise of the, of the sea level, yeah, the floods are getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And what does this mean for the people who live there in their houses? Yeah, there's, there's floods and uh, all that water come uh, come in their houses as well. So uh, yeah, of course they face those those problems every day, and they have to live with it, and they have to they have to deal with it in a kind of way. Okay, so then tell us a bit more about about your solution, your startup. Yeah. What, what did you invent actually? Yeah, well, yeah, we, we saw that that situation there, of course, and we and we um, yeah together with with people from the Philippines, yeah, of course, we we, we did a kind of uh, a lot of side visits and visited homes of, of people and asked questions like yeah, how is it to live here, and of course, everybody was telling us <clears throat> yeah that's a huge problem to live in those uh, those floods. So that led you to the conclusion to develop um, floating homes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We thought yeah. That might be a solution here, um, and then of course the question, yeah, how to build uh, those homes, and um, yeah, and of course, yeah, uh, Jorah and I, we, yeah, we are Dutch, mm -hmm. so yeah, how to build a, a home that fits in that area and that that, that people really yeah want to have there. Mm -hmm. So again, we went to do the site visit and ask questions uh, to uh, to inhabitants of that area, and another, and I think it's even more important thing that we did we as well did a kind of let's say historical analysis there and looked uh, and we found a kind of, yeah a very interesting building type it's called uh, the bahai kubo which literally means uh, a cube home 
and it's a kind of yeah ancient building type yeah they used to live in there yeah even yeah before the colonial area era so um but it's a very interesting building type it's of course a low-tech building and it's built from uh, materials that are locally available mm -hmm. uh and it's a very simple building in its way with a huge pitch uh a steeply pitched roof on top of it and there's huge openings in the facade so it's very yeah, optimal for natural ventilation to create a very cool and comfortable indoor climate mm -hmm. and yeah, we made a kind of yeah, computer models to analyze uh, analyze all those uh let's say building design elements to use that in a very yeah, modern way in our building design so then um you constructed a prototype um, yeah. of one of these houses. Uh, how, how does it work in practice? Yeah, well, what we did, and there was a kind of a lesson uh, that we learned from uh, from Finch Buildings here in the Netherlands, that we made use of a kind of prefab uh, uh, yeah, construction uh, method. So uh, what we did, we built on land, we built your yeah, small building blocks, let's say, small building uh, modules. And because by building on land in a dry place, uh, we were not bothered by the by the floods, by the sun, uh, and all those uh, those climate uh, influences. So we were able to 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 build in a in a in a climate uh, controlled environment. And after prefabbing all those smaller uh, building modules, uh, so for example, when we look at the floating foundation, we use uh, recycled plastic, uh, yeah, those blue plastic drums. Uh -huh. uh, they were just yeah locally available and quite uh, affordable as well. Mm -hmm. And then with a timber frame as well, locally available timber, uh, we built a kind of yeah, floating module. And after constructing that on land, we were able to transport, uh, transport it on a small truck. So it was all, yeah, we could all just lift it by our hands and then uh, bring it to the, uh, to the uh, vacant uh, former uh, rice field, place it on the water and connect all those parts together. And there, thereby we were able to make a stiff yeah, floating foundation. And of course, it yeah. has to stand uh, typhoons, uh, storms, yeah. uh, other kind of uh, 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 weather conditions. Yeah. Did you already test it on these conditions? Yeah, yeah. We now have it floating for yeah already a year or maybe even more than a year. So uh, yeah, we had a uh, yeah a couple of typhoons uh, blowing against it, and uh, yeah, and it's still floating. So that's a, that's a good thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, to make it a uh, yeah, typhoon uh, resilient. Uh, yeah, because on one hand you want to have a very open building like the Baha'i Kubo, so that it, that uh, natural ventilation can can uh, go through it to create a comfortable indoor climate. But on the other hand, when a typhoon is coming, you really want to close everything. So we made a kind of yeah, openings that were easy to close during uh, yeah, when the storm is coming. And as well, we use a kind of overhangs on the roof to protect the building from direct sunlight mm -hmm. and they can be folded inwards so you create a kind of aerodynamic shape uh, for the building and thereby the wind will go more around it then it will really blow against it so those simple measures we take uh, yeah for uh, to create a kind of uh, typhoon resilient uh, mm -hmm. uh, building type mm -hmm. and um, yeah so yeah last year it's uh, it survived so that's that's a good thing okay and is there a family w uh, living in 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 the floating house yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We do a couple of test rounds. So uh, the first uh, uh, round is now completed, where a family of uh, four people was living there for uh, yeah, four to five months, something like that. 
and uh, of course yeah we were asking questions and, and doing interviews in the end of, uh, at the end of their stay and uh, and now the second uh, round has started so a new family has moved in uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and as, uh, as well at the end then we will do the uh, interviews uh, yeah to really get that feedback but still because yeah, still we are a couple of Dutch people who are trying to invent something or try to uh, contribute to a solution in those areas and of course we work a lot together with with our Philippine partners to yeah, to have it have a, a good solution that is that that fits in that area but still those feedback uh, of our uh, pilot uh, project mm-hmm. yeah, very important to see if it's working or uh, or not here at world startup um, co-creation is very important uh, to uh, to get impact driven innovations how does it work co-creation in uh, in floating homes development how do you work together with other partners uh, and clients to yeah, to to have these uh, the floating home realized. Yeah, for example, during the design, we did a couple of rounds that we yeah designed something and showed it to people there and asked them yeah what do they like about it and what don't they like about it. Uh, we work together with local municipalities. Um, we work together with local contractors, of course, to build it. And I think that was the closest um, cooperation that we have uh, until now. And in the Netherlands, of course, yeah, we work together between the university and the foundation Finch Floating Home. So we have a lot of yeah, co-creation in this uh, in this project. And well, as well, of course, because yeah, we have a lot of contact with the people who live now in the pilot home. And uh, and for our next steps as well, we work yeah very closely together with the municipality of, uh, of Hagunoy and uh, Makabebe, which are yeah, two towns in the, in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we now have to plan to make 12 more homes in the city of Hagenoy in uh, 2021. So those uh, plans that we are making together with those partners. Talking a bit about the future of uh, uh, floating homes and your startup. um, What's what's your main next hurdle uh, you have to take um, to bring the project further on? Yeah, build more. So the first hurdle, yeah, like... Like I said, is the, the, the configuration of 12, uh, 12 homes uh, because yeah, the step from one to twelve, yeah, you have to think of other uh, sanitation solutions and uh, maybe some energy solutions and other things. How to use? Uh, uh, how can we use uh, rainwater? We kind of can think of a lot of stuff uh, to make those floating homes more sustainable and uh, make better use of the uh, the environment. Like I said, like use the rainwater to uh, to flush toilets and all those kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So those are on the design part, things that we uh, we are thinking of now. Uh-huh. And um, and yeah, and then to scale it up to really a floating neighborhood of let's say 100 homes. I think those are the really uh, steps that we are now thinking of. Mm-hmm. And who do we need here in the Netherlands? How can we finance it? Uh, what kind of now, what do we do with the buildings? Do we just sell them to the municipality there, or is it kind of lease and rent uh, structure with uh, with people there? So it's yeah, those are things for the next steps. Uh, yeah, yeah, really scale it up and not just make a couple of homes and then uh, and then stop with it because I really think that it is a contribution to solutions in those areas and not only in the Philippines, of course, because yeah. Uh, Steps after that are, of course, to see uh, what are other places where we can uh, can build fo- uh, floating homes, and then how would the design look like in other places? Because yeah, yeah. Now we made use of the the Baha'i Kubo as uh, inspiration, so the ancient Filipino building type. 
But maybe in other parts of Southeast Asia or other parts in the world, yeah, we have other ancient building types that can be an inspiration mm -hmm. for uh, sustainable floating homes. Yeah, looking at the, at the bigger picture um, uh, of uh, future cities, what do you think about uh, the contribution of floating homes to our future cities uh, all around the world? Is it a, an important step towards um, solving problems about uh, floating, about superpopulation, etc.? How do you see this in the bigger picture? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like I said, there are a lot of places that have, have similar problems, and as well here in the Netherlands, we have always had a had a yeah, water problems or water water related mm -hmm. problems. There, in many places, there's a lack of billable land. Uh, in in many places, uh, the the effects of the sea level rise are, are getting more and more visible. So, of course, floating homes or floating cities, floating neighborhoods, floating schools, floating architecture can can be a, a great solution in a lot of places in the world. So if we come to an end and we look really uh, forward to, let's say, about three years, where do you like to be or wh what do you like to have developed with uh, the Floating Homes project? Yeah, I would love to have yeah, then developed the floating neighborhood in, uh, in the Philippines. Uh, I would love to, to see that people are, are proud on their home situation, that they love to show their floating homes to their families and to other friends. Um, uh, and it would be very cool to build next to homes as well, uh, floating schools, floating classrooms. Uh, so, and really a first start in that, in that area, because I think it's a very, uh, it's a perfect place to start with it. People are suffering from those floods uh, every day now. And, um, yeah, of course it's our goal to, to contribute to a solution for that. And, um, so over three years, yeah, in three years, I would like to. To, to, to see people living uh, in, in a floating neighborhood. Hmm. Well, that's, that's a quite a beautiful ambition. Peter, um, I'd like to thank you very much for, for this interview and for your interesting story. And of course, I wish you a lot of good luck with, uh, with floating homes. Thank you very much yeah. and thank goodbye. You. Thank you very much for your attention. Please go to our website, Go Create Future Cities. .nl. There you can learn a lot more about other startups who work with great passion in shaping our future cities.